Rewind it back to the days of chillaxing on the beach and all-day fun with Spring Break on DraftKings Casino. Play exclusive games like Fan Fave Rocket. The excitement is endless, the vibes are right, and the cash prizes could be huge. New players, start playing with just 5 bucks and get 100 back instantly in casino credits. Download the app and use code COLLEGEDRAFT to book your one-way ticket to fun with DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Pour yourself a cold one. They strike them, huh? And listen to Russ Tucker break down the top college prospects on another tasty edition of The College Draft. Yeah, it's Daddy Soda time here on the College Draft Podcast, presented, of course, by DraftKings Sportsbook. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years, bunch of podcasts. I'll do my recap. And my biggest takeaways from every NFL game this morning as well. We still have three college football games to get to before we dive in hot and heavy to the all-star circuit. Nobody is on top of it more than Emory Hunt. It is unbelievably impressive. His depth and breadth of knowledge. Check him out on Twitter at FBallGamePlan. He's football game plan on YouTube. You can always get his draft guide, footballgameplan.com slash 2022 draft guide is the key when it comes to Emory. I am at Ross Tucker NFL on social media. All the shows can always be found at Ross Tucker pod. All right, Emory. Uh, Cannot wait, by the way. To get into some of these all-star games with you. It feels like there's more all-star games, by the way, than there used to be. Or maybe I just never heard of them before you started going to all of them. Yeah, it feels this year alone, we're going to be at, I want to say, seven of the eight. The one is still up in the air is the the Dream Bowl, which is in Salem, Virginia. But I'll be coming back from Orlando on the 15th. To me, it doesn't make sense to go down to to Salem for one day just to see a practice and then come back up. So I, I may not make that one, but yeah, the NFLPA Shrine Game, Senior Bowl, HBCU Legacy Bowl, which is new this year, uh, the Tropical Bowl, as well as the uh, College Gridiron Showcase and Hula Bowl are all going to be uh, getting a visit from the czar. That is awesome, man. Loving it. All right, so we really have three college football games left. Uh, we've got LSU and Kansas State tomorrow in whatever the heck bowl that is. Do you even know? I don't even know what bowl it is. <laughs> it's the uh, Texas Bowl. In the Texas Bowl. And then Saturday, I will be in Frisco, Texas, calling the FCS championship game between North Dakota State and Montana State. 
Really looking forward to that one. I've been watching tape of both teams. We'll dive into some of the pro prospects and guys to be aware of and to watch in that one. That's Saturday at noon. And then, of course, we'll spend a lot of time today on the FBS championship game, Georgia, Alabama. And I must just say, Emery, I thought I was very disappointed in Michigan. I was a little disappointed in Cincinnati. Uh, Cincinnati just missed opportunities. I mean, they'd have like third and nine, third and 14, where they couldn't get off the field. And then offensively, you know, they get in the red zone. They could not make the most of their opportunities. I thought, let's be honest, Cincinnati needed Desmond Ritter to play much better than he did. Yeah, they needed Desmond Ritter to be the dual threat. And and I just found it shocking that they just wanted him to be uh, the drop back passer and pick him apart, you know, with his legs. But you're making him play a one-dimensional game, and that's not what you needed to beat Alabama. And I also thought the game changed when Pierce dropped that touchdown in the end zone. He makes that catch. I think the score is tied up. And maybe the game plan changes. And I think when they missed that opportunity uh, in the end zone, when he went up high for it, uh, he did everything right, but it, except come come down with the catch, that was a problem. The defense played really well, to be honest. They frustrated Bryce Young. Um, granted, they, their plan probably was not let the deep ball beat them, but Brian Robinson ran for 200-something yards. But they needed their offense to help them out at least with two scoring drives on, on two occasions, and they just couldn't do that. You're right, Michigan was the biggest – Shocker to me because I thought where they were equal with Georgia or where they can, can compete was up front on both sides of the line of scrimmage, and they got beat up on both sides of the line of scrimmage. Georgia's defense is hilarious. Like, they've got backups that are absolute monsters. I'm watching that game, and I already knew this, but every guy that comes in with a 90 number is awesome. I'm like 92, 95. Like I knew about 99, but all these guys come in. I mean, it was uh, very, very impressive. We'll get to the FBS championship game a little bit later, but uh, Georgia's defense especially is fun to watch. So for this Texas Bowl, by the way, I think this is a good idea, actually. Like I I think I'm glad they have some other games this week. You know, they should have games Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, rather than there ever be a time where there's multiple games on at the same time. Maybe that's just me, but, you know, there were three games on at 1 o'clock on New Year's Day. And that used to be cool, but I like to watch a game. So, like, I'd rather, rather than, it was Penn State, Arkansas, Iowa, Kentucky, and Notre Dame, Oklahoma State. I'd rather one of those games, Emory, be Wednesday night, another game be Thursday night, right? Like, and then not Friday night so I can do something with my wife maybe or whatever, but then Saturday have the FCS championship and the NFL playoffs, Sunday, I mean, NFL week 18, then Sunday, then Monday night. Like, I, I would have liked a game Wednesday and Thursday night. Yeah, I, I agree with you, especially um, when you're, like you said, we used to get that that smorgasbord on, on January 1st where you skipping around the different channels, right? Um, but yeah, I, cause the one game I didn't watch any of on new year's day was the Iowa Kentucky game. I had no interest in watching Iowa's offense. So I was like, you know what? I'll watch Penn state, Arkansas. I'll watch Notre Dame, uh, Oklahoma state. You know, I, I'll, I'll 
check in on Penn State and you know what they're doing. But I, there's no way I'm watching Iowa, you know, play offense. Um, and even though Kentucky is good, and I like what uh, Mark Soups does with that program, but nah, it, it, the choice was clear which game was going to get the short end of the stick. And the, the you know the night games, I thought, man, that was I, I, at first you like to see the Sugar Bowl earlier in the day or like that five o'clock window, but we got the Rose Bowl and we got the Sugar Bowl. It was like, yo, these are two excellent games. You could have pieced those, you know, together. Like, okay, let's move one over a couple of days later in the week. But I, I agree with you. I think, you know, especially leading up to the FCS championship game, because we're going to get, we got spoiled all bowl season. So now we're going to have like four days without football. Totally agree. Let's go Kansas State, LSU. Kansas State is five, is favored by five, Emory. Who are the guys for these teams that you'll be keeping an eye on? Well, LSU, it seems like no one is playing. You know, no Ali Gay, uh, no Christian Booty, no, you know, you know uh, Ty Davis Price. None of the, the, the senior prospects is, is just like, wow, who's playing? But there's one guy that we talked about before that he's going to start that I'm excited to see. They released their two deep, and you're like, wow, there's going to be a lot of freshmen playing for LSU on both sides of the ball. But the one senior that, that really caught my attention is Darren Evans, and we brought his name up before because he was a transfer from Nichols, uh, the FCS program. He was an outstanding player for the Colonels, a 6'3", 175-pound, 80-pound cornerback. And so now he gets to start. Yeah, he was a grad transfer. Now he gets his opportunity to, to play extensively, and he's going to have – to have a big game to help that defense out. But that's someone that's going to be one of these underrated prospects you find out about later on in the draft process. Oh, he ran a what? He jumped what? And he was at LSU? How come I didn't even heard of him? Well, because he was a star at Nichols first before he was on the, the LSU squad. And then, you know, with the depth they have at corner, just was playing sparingly. So he's someone that I would be watching intently in this game because I think he's a, a bright, underrated player in this draft process. What about on the other side for Kansas State? Quarterback, yeah, I don't know if he's going to play, but Skylar Thompson um, is, is someone that, that really is a, a legit pro prospect. You just worry about the injuries. Um, last year, when his senior year, uh, I thought, okay, this is this is my underrated Power 5 guy, right? It's, it's always fun to talk about a Power 5 guy as an underrated prospect, but no one was talking about him. And he was one of my favorite prospects that I watched in the summer. I was like, oh, this dude could play. He's a dual threat. He seems to find ways to, to convert on third down. Then he got injured, and he came back for the free year, the bonus year. And so now, um, as a super senior, he already has his invite to the East-West Shrine Bowl, which is going to be fantastic for him. But he's someone that definitely knows how to move the sticks. And if you if you want a comparison, and I'm, I'm not saying they're a one-to-one, but if you watched how – just yesterday, just yesterday's game between Washington and Philadelphia, how Taylor Heineke was just moving the football uh, against that Eagles defense, just finding ways to convert. That's how Thompson plays for Kansas State. He's finding first downs. And if you're able to do that, you're going to find yourself in the end zone or at least scoring points. That's what I love about his game. To me, that's the one player I'm looking forward to seeing in this contest. Outside, you know, Deuce Vaughn, those guys, they're not draft eligible, but Deuce Vaughn is always must see TV, but Thompson, the quarterback, is someone that you'll become more familiar with throughout this draft process. So with Kansas State laying five points, the total's 48. What are you thinking here, Emery? Who's coaching LSU? Who's playing for LSU? 
uh, is LSU, are we sure LSU going to show up? You know, so lay the points with Kansas State. Um, LSU is getting guys ready for next year. I love the idea of getting a lot of these young guys some reps, some game reps. Kansas State is disciplined on both sides of the ball. They play excellent special teams. They'll cover the spread easily. Interesting. Um, All right, so then let's move on to the game I'm going to be at. Really looking forward to it, like I said. Should be awesome. North Dakota State, uh, as usual, against Montana State. Now, before we get into the nitty-gritty of this game, I should mention love people that overcome the odds, rewrite the playbook, deliver under pressure. The MVPs of small business lead their teams to victory all year long. Visa is proud to provide playmakers everywhere with more tools to help grow their business and help them achieve even greater success. Because the more people we can empower, the more we all win. Visa, a network working for everyone. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so North Dakota State is favored by eight over Montana State in the FCS title game, Emory. Uh, let's start with Montana State because I know they got a linebacker that they say will be a top 100 pick in, in Troy Anderson. He's fun to watch. 6'4", 240, runs around, makes a lot of plays. Now, he's got, to me, I don't want to put words in your mouth, Emery, he's got a little Vanderesh in his game to me. And maybe it's because they're both just tall white dudes from out there in, like, Idaho, Montana, and I'm just typecasting him. Maybe that's the case. But you just don't see that many 6'4 linebackers that move that well, that run that well. That's what jumped out. He makes a lot of tackles. and cha- He doesn't always know what he's doing, like, in the box. You know, when it's a run right at him, but in space and chasing guys down, he's impressive. And it also probably is the horse collar, too. You know, that kind of adds. He he has a little bit of a raised shoulder pass. He has the arm sleeves. Uh, I, I, I even said that, and this is um, going way back, not way back, because I feel like when we see these players, uh, this generation thinks, oh, that's way back. But for us, it's like, man, that was like five years ago. But remember how Brian Erlacher was at, at, at New Mexico? And yeah. he was someone that, that played all, all kind of ways and played safety. And but and that's why I love Troy Anderson because of his athleticism. You know, he he started at tailback um for them as a freshman and then played quarterback for them last year, uh, and you know, playing both sides of the ball. So this dude has a, a wide array of skills. And Vander Esch is another good comp because of his ability to just to to run and be disruptive has good range. So when you look at him from a pro prospect perspective, he's someone you, you're not going to take off the field um, because he has the range. But what you love about his game is that he has the experience at the collegiate level, at the D1 FCS level of playing offense. So he understands what blocking schemes are 
are designed for and what they're trying to do. So he's able to anticipate some things. He understands how to get into passing windows and make plays on the ball. Uh, I've seen him drive on, you know, flat routes really well. I've seen him carry, you know, uh, tight ends and, and receivers down the scene. So he is someone, yeah, the top 100 makes a ton of sense because of how well he plays and his athletic background in terms of playing on offense uh, for Montana State while also then playing defense. And he's also going to the senior bowl as well. Anybody else on Man- Montana State uh, that jumps out to you? They've got some corners with some size that are physical. Um, I know they got a transfer DN, Demondre Williams, number three, who's on the radar. So it looks like he's playing with a cast, mm-hmm. but he's on some people's radar. Um, you know who I kind of like is their their receiver, McCutcheon. They got a big receiver who makes a bunch of contested catches. Lawrence McCutcheon. He's got to be related to all those McCutcheons exactly. that used to play back. I don't know how he is, but there was a Lawrence McCutcheon like playing in the NFL. It's got to be his dad or grandpa or something <laughs> at this point. Anybody else from Montana State, Emory, or want to move on to North Dakota State? Well, just keep an eye on the running back, Isaiah Afonso. You know, that's someone that that's integral to this to this uh Bobcat offense. You know, tremendous tailback. I mean, one of the best running backs in the FCS, and, and him being out there is gonna help them out significantly. Uh you talk about their offense, McCutcheon is definitely someone that's I think he's gonna be at one of these all-star games. Um, but also someone that, that that has that ability to play above the room, like you talked about. But Fonse, the the tailback, is someone that has been a stud from day one. He may not be the most explosive or dynamic, but he's definitely someone that moves the sticks, finds those little those little creases in the run game, and uh, is always able to have success. So they're they're excellent up front. I'm also excited to see Tommy Malott. You know the way he he came about to be the starter. Um, when their starting quarterback Matthew McKay, the transfer from NC State, transferred, uh, went to the transfer portal, you know, a couple of weeks before the playoffs started. Touchdown time a lot, just been on a, a tear uh, since he started and blew out Sam Houston and been running the table ever since. So, how he plays in this game is going to be huge. Uh, on the other side, North Dakota State, who are the prospects that you like from them? We talked about Hunter Lupke last weekend. Uh, and how good he was. It, it, that's a true fullback. He's their Kyle Juszczyk, um, someone that is devastating as a blocker on ISO plays. He's a, a guy that can that can tote the rock, kind of like Zach Line was when he was at SMU. You know, he was their starting tailback. Uh, and you could trust him to close out games in four-minute offense. You could trust him in short yardage goal line situations. He also can catch the football out of the backfield and not just, you know, someone that's your standard flares, flat swings and screens downfield threat in the passing game so he's a, a really good fullback he's a junior but one of the guys is going to be on the radar for 2023 if christian watson plays he is by far the best receiver prospect in this uh ball game he's a tall guy he's about six four six five about 215 can fly they got a florida kid going out to fargo and he has been tremendous from day one he's in an interesting spot i think championship game you kind of want to play, and this kind of builds off the whole discussion that was happening all throughout the weekend. Um, do you sit out a bowl game or do you play? Well, Watson, you know, he's coming off that injury. He's He may be healthy enough to play, but, man, you got all-star game circuit. You got the NFL right there. How healthy are you? Do you play? I think he does play because it's a title game. Um, but if he is out there for North Dakota State, 
that's their vertical threat. That's their touchdown maker. And for a tall guy, he, his ability to return kicks and punts is it, tremendous. So that says a lot about his suddenness and his footwork. It kind of in the lineman, a senior bowl guy, someone that, you know, you just plug and play a, a North Dakota State offensive lineman, and they, they, they will have success. So he's the one to watch up front. So uh, they, um, they're favored by eight points, are the Bison, over the Bobcats. What are you thinking with the spread? This is interesting because uh, on CBS, we did uh, a preview of this game, I want to say maybe two and a half weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago, and the line was seven and a half. So it moved up, which is fascinating for me. Usually the line starts to trend down and gets closer. I think this still will be a closer game. So I'm going to take Montana State in the points. The over at the time, I think, was 44. I think it's going to go over. I think both offenses can score, and I know both defenses are really solid, but these two offenses, I feel like, will get into a a nice back and forth in that third quarter uh, after halftime, after those adjustments. So I'm taking Montana State in the points here. It'll be a tighter game. I feel like eight and a half against this Bobcat team that has been my number two team in the FCS from about week three through. I think this is uh, this is going to be one of those fun games. You got a great one on your hands uh, this weekend. It's funny. We'll be in the same state, in the same area, but because the practice time of the College Gridiron Showcase is at the time of the FCS championship game, I won't get up to Frisco. Because I oh, love that. I've made that, that drive before because you drive right yeah. past Dave Campbell's Texas football uh, building as you uh, go up to, to Frisco from Fort Worth. That is funny, man. Yeah, totals 43 at DraftKings Sportsbook, and North Dakota State is laying eight. I hope you're right. I hope it is a competitive game. That's all I root for. Um, I also root for being able to see out my windshield because (laughs) visibility is my first line of defense when it comes to staying safer on the road. Seeing better means spotting the unexpected even faster. If you're looking for better visibility, Head over to AutoZone. They've got the parts and products you need to drive safer and see more behind the wheel. You got dull headlights? They've got the replacement lights to help you brighten up the road if you're driving late at night. Always replacement pairs, by the way. My big thing is windshield wipers. I cannot take squeaking or streaking windshield wipers. It's always a good time to upgrade anything visibility-related. But now is maybe the best time with the rougher winter weather ahead. Ready to see more and drive safer? Visit your nearest AutoZone or head to AutoZone.com to start your job today. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, last but certainly not least, Emery, it's Georgia. It's Alabama. It's the FBS championship. I got to tell you, I was a little bit surprised, Emery, that Georgia is favored by three. The total right now is 52. But I guess based on the SEC championship game, I wasn't expecting Georgia to be favored by three. 
You know what it is? I think we forget that Georgia had a 10-0 lead in that game, and they looked to be what we thought they were early on. And then chaos ensued, and then that's when we saw them just lose control. But in this game, if you're if you're Georgia's defense, you only have to worry about one receiver because you don't have to worry about Mechie now. You have to worry about just Jamison Williams. So you kind of can get creative with coverage and roll coverage his way, take him away. And we've seen Bryce Young have some issues with pressure. We saw Auburn do it. We saw LSU do it. We saw, at times, Cincinnati do it. So Georgia has to be liking their chance to get back in the rematch part of it uh, is always interesting because you know there's going to be little minor tweaks and things of that nature. But the the big key is whether or not we're going to have a water boy situation where Kirby Smart is looking over on the sideline and seeing Nick Saban and, and starting to, you know, close up his playbook, get scared and things of that nature. If he could just coach like he's been coaching all season long, like Georgia technically should be able to win this game. So I, I, I think that explains the three-point spread. Dude, there is the the Georgia Bulldogs have a mental hurdle when it comes to Alabama. They just do, Emory. I mean, they, they have been better a decent amount of years. They just can't get it done. It's it's funny. It, you know, we all call this helmet watching, right? Um, and I'm pretty sure you had experiences like that when uh, when you were at Princeton, because I know for us it was like when we played Texas Tech. Um, at the time, Texas Tech wasn't the Texas Tech that we know now. They had a running back, Ricky Williams, that was really good. Um, it, was, it wasn't that Ricky Williams. It was the other Ricky Williams who was really good. But we looked everywhere else on the roster leading up to that week. We we're like, man, we should beat them. We, we, we got a pretty good squad. We should be able to – and then we get out there. It was a home game too, and we stargazing like, man, that's Texas Tech. Like, and then we lose, right? And so I think that happens for Georgia. They – they know they are just as talented as Alabama. They have five stars galore like Georgia does. They get out there and it's like, man, that's that's Georgia. You know, that's, you know, it happened to us when we played Texas my sophomore year. We're up 10 nothing, And and then you realize, man, that's Texas. And then, boom, 52-10. You know, and so you, you got to get that part out of your head and just play football. And coaches will preach this all week, but I really do agree with you with, with Georgia just seeing Alabama – at some point, they let those seeds of doubt creep in, and that's what that's what happens. That's all Alabama needs to break you. So, um, in terms of the prospects you're most interested in to watch in this game, obviously, they both have a ton of NFL prospects. I mean, we could do like a top 10 of prospects in this game. But give me a couple that, in this game in particular, in this matchup in particular – that you're really going to have your eye on? It's two for Georgia on defense. Um, N'Kobe Dean, obviously, because of the Brian Robinson effect. I just love the way N'Kobe Dean plays. And if if you are the Philadelphia Eagles, I don't care what your history says, you better find a way to draft N'Kobe Dean to help out that second level. And safety, Lewis Seen. I think taking away areas of the seam and also over the middle of the field with how much of an enforcer he is, it's going to be huge. You have to send those messages early. On offense for Georgia, like I've said before, I'm a big fan of – I don't care who drafts him. I would draft him if I had a team. Um, Zeus, Samir White, just love how angry he runs. And we just saw James Cook just tear up 
the last latter part of the season. Last game against Michigan, his deep ball ability as a as a threat down the field, that's an instant mismatch if you have a linebacker match up against him. Those two guys against those Bama backers winning uh, one in a run game but also as a receiver are going to be key. And those two guys are, are two of the pro prospects that I'm watching. For, for Alabama, it's about Jameson Williams. We saw him become a possession receiver against Cincinnati, which was fantastic because it shows you he doesn't have to win with speed. He can win with nuance, and winning with nuance got him open and converted some crucial first downs in that game. And also, I'm looking at uh, Bryce Young. and Even though he's not draft eligible, you want to see how well he does versus pressure. Can he supersede pressure? We saw it late in the game against Auburn where he was able to make some clutch throws. Georgia's going to try to test him early. He's going to have to you know, overcome that in order for those guys to win defensively. Uh, I look at that secondary, and it's across the board. They're banged up in the secondary. They're going to have to win versus those tight ends of Georgia versus the receivers of Georgia. Pickens is going to be playing as well. So those are some of the matchups of prospects that I'm looking for in this game. Love it. Um, I'm really looking forward to it as well. Uh, should be an awesome game. I hope it is. Man, I'm bums me out when the college football playoff games aren't close. It's just, it's not fun. You know, it's so much more fun when they're competitive. All right, Emery, this is the big one. Georgia favored by three. You know, I, I was all ready to, to I, I thought Georgia would be getting the points. And I was like, give me Georgia and the points. They finally get the monkey off their back. But now that they're laying three, now now it gives me a little bit of pause. How about you? You know, I, I'm going to lay the points with Georgia. Uh, I've been on the Stetson Bennett bandwagon all season. You know, I, Like I said on this show, I felt like he should have been invited to New York City for the Heisman Trophy. Not because of the stats, but because of how he was leading the team and kind of like the Ken Dorsey route, right? Uh, but when you look at him and how he he's playing, man, he's – no one has more pressure than Stetson Bennett because no one wants him to be out there starting. Everybody wants JT Daniels to be out there starting. So imagine being Stetson Bennett, having to play with that amount of pressure that no one wants to see me play, but I'm out here balling in conjunction with how good this team is. I, I do think this is a Clemson, Alabama situation. So I'm laying the points with George. I think they finally get over the hump, over the hurdle, and knock out the Crimson Tide. Love it. Um, I got to tell you, I mean, I don't really care, but I would be very happy for Georgia fans. Like, yeah. I was at the SEC championship game uh, from sophomore year when they were up by, like, two touchdowns. Tua gets hurt. Hurts comes in and and leads them to the win. Those people, it in the post-game press box, like, the, the Georgia radio, it was like they saw a ghost, man. I mean, <laughs> it, they, they just... Uh, they were devastated. And I don't blame them. Uh, they 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 had that game won. That game was awesome. They were all over it. Even if you go back to the Aaron Murray game, it's like they had that game won too. You know, and, and Aaron Murray froze up in the red zone. It's like, oh my God, what is Georgia doing? So they, they have to get over that hump at some point. I think this is the time they do it. Check him out on social media at Fball Game Plan on Twitter, Football Game Plan on YouTube, of course. The perfect time to sign up and make sure you get the footballgameplan.com slash 2022 draft guide as soon as it's available. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL. We are at Ross Tucker Pod. Next week, 
We will start to dive into some of these postseason all-star games. And yes, we can recap what the top prospects did in the FCS and FBS championship games. Other than that, the keg is kicked. We are all tapped out. Thanks for listening to the College Draft Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Fantasy Feast, Even Money, and the Business of Sports. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. A lot of times on the show, I mentioned DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. you got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, 109 with it. By the way, if what I was talking about included a deposit bonus, it doesn't always. Sometimes it does. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough, and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit. 